Well, Logan, everyone, welcome to the Red and White Authority. I'm Art Regner. This is episode 76, and it is a special episode where we feature the Larkins. Yes, the Larkin clan, so to speak. Colin, Adam, Dylan, and Ryan. Uh, they just concluded their hockey school at the Lakeland Ice Arena in uh, Waterford. And we uh, sat down with all four of them separately and got to know them a little bit. And I think you're going to enjoy this. These are uh, four young men who are very good hockey players, very family-oriented, and also very much want to give back to their community. So let's get, begin with Ryan Larkin, the youngest of the group and the goaltender of the group. Uh, Ryan currently plays for uh, Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. And uh, he, uh, his head fine coach is Rico Blasi, for those of you that remember the old CCHA or follow Miami. So uh, let's begin with Ryan Larkin. Okay, Ryan, let's, let, let, let's get this out of the way first. Uh, your Twitter handle is Lark the Shark. Uh, why is that? So when I was in Cedar Rapids, uh, it just, uh, just kind of happened. Um, my Twitter handle, it just... Uh, I guess I started it, or someone told me I should start it, and then uh, one of our trainers ended up calling me Shark, and ever since then, our coach picked up on it, and the whole team picked up on it, so um, now I guess I'm known as Shark, and I uh, carried over to Miami. I, it's shark in a positive way, right? Yeah, yeah, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> what does Shark mean? Uh, it's uh, It's got no meaning. It's just, uh, it's honestly just because it rhymes with the name, so... Well, you know, and that that makes sense then, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess it's kind of stuck, and actually it's kind of cool at Miami uh, when they announce the starting lineup, they'll play Jaws music and stuff for uh, when they announce my name, so it's actually pretty cool. Now, you're the youngest one out of the four, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that why you're a goalie? I'm sure you get this ass all the time. Yeah. I, actually, uh, when I was really little, uh, around three years old, all these guys could skate, and Colin, Dylan, and Adam could all skate, and all of our friends could skate, and... I was the youngest, and I couldn't skate, so they used to make me play goalie, and that's originally how it started. Uh, and actually, it wasn't too bad. Uh, I started playing uh, mid mini mite. Uh, I played with Dylan, and our coach was uh, Dylan's dad, so he would always throw me in net in big games, and I, I don't know, I guess it kind of stuck. I started officially playing goalie when I was around 10 years old. Yeah, let's get the even the the stereotypes out of the way you know you're you're a goalie yeah you're crazy uh, yeah must be yeah is, is is that why what is it about why would you go and try to stop pucks that are going upwards to over 100 miles an hour yeah uh i guess my dad was a goalie when he was a kid and uh that was back before they wore uh face masks and stuff so he he wanted me to be a goalie and he was interested in at least having me try out the position so uh Tried it out, but uh, at least I don't have 200-pound guys trying to hit me at all times. So um, I just have the little puck I have to stop, so not too bad. When you uh, uh, decided that goalie was going to be your position, uh, going to Miami, I know Rico Bozzi very well, your coach. It's a great program. Uh, I'm devastated the CCHA was broken up, by the way, but that's for another time. Uh, 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 why Miami? Why go the college route? Uh, Miami was a team that showed the most interest. Uh, we had the, the coaching staff there. They, uh, they really liked what they saw from me, and uh, they were able to offer um, kind of a split net for my freshman year, and I was going to be able to battle starting time. So uh, 
It was intriguing to me because I would say a lot of freshman goalies coming in, they uh, have to mentor under a junior and senior goalie for two years. So uh, it was nice, nice to hear from me that uh, I could come in and try to battle for a starting position freshman year. Rico is a little different, or Miami's a little different. He likes rotating goaltenders. A lot of yeah. schools will stick with one guy and let him play almost every game if possible, but uh, Miami's a little different. I, I guess that. So you would, I would imagine, have to really get along with your goaltending partner. Yeah. Uh, the goalie coach that's been there the past two years has been really, really great. Uh, Nick Petraglia, he's, he's been awesome in um, creating a good culture for the goalies. Um, so it's been it's been a good good environment and it's fun. Uh, the goalies end up being my best friends on the team, so we all know what each other are going through, and uh, it's exciting to see them every single day. Uh, let's uh, the attention all four of you guys give back to this community. This is the third year of the hockey school. Uh, how why is it important for not only you but your brother and your two cousins to be here at Lakeland Arena giving back to these kids? I mean, it's just fun for us just as much as it is for them. Uh, we were all here at some point a couple years ago, it seems like. Uh, so we were all in, in the same exact spot as these kids. And um, just everything we've learned, the different coaches we've all had, uh, we figured we could put it together and uh, hopefully create something special and pass it on to the kids that uh, are where we used to be. Um, we wish we would have had something like this when we were younger, and uh, we've all been to camps, but uh, we we enjoy the coaching side of it. So there's a lot of uh, skaters, obviously, out there. There are not as many goalies. You're the goalie. What what do these kids want to know from you? And do they say, "Hey, do I have talent? Should I pursue this position, or should I pick up a hockey stick and maybe?" be a defenseman or a forward I mean I, because you're really in a unique position considering you're the last line of defense and the most important position on the ice yeah no it's uh for for kids that are coming in and coming through uh as goalies half of them still play out and our player and goalie kind of switching on and off but a lot of these kids have good talent as goalies um and I guess I don't get as much the question of do I, am I good enough to continue to be a goalie? As more, uh, I'm, I'm more concerned that they're having fun playing goalies. So I try to make it fun for them. Uh, I get some good goalie coaching time with them. So uh, I'm just trying to allow them to have fun and uh, see the good in the position. I know you want them to have fun, but what do you try to instill on them? If you're serious about being a goaltender, this is what you really need to, to work on or be aware of. Uh, for me, growing up, my dad has always said never give up on a puck. So it's the goalies uh, in the camp that they'll do everything to stop every single puck, even if it's a guy shooting from the line. Like any any puck that has a chance of going over the goal line, they want to stop it. They play out every single rebound, and they never give up on it. So I would say that's the most important thing for these young kids is just try to stop every single puck, and then. Once you get into a game, it'll seem natural just to attempt to stop every single one. You're not giving up on anything. I mean, all you guys are relatively close in age, but you're still the youngest. I mean, were you picked on, or do you have to, even out here in this environment, do you still have to prove yourself to the other three? No, I mean, we all grew up as brothers, so, um, I mean, the other three, I would say, are a little more talkative than I am, but uh, it's tough to get a word in. But, no, we're all we're all brothers, and we're all uh we're all the same, so it's it's been it's been good. Uh, 
just being the different positions and uh, having all the positions covered, it's it's pretty easy to uh, specify which kids we're going to talk to. All right, Ryan, you're Lark the Shark. This is your opportunity. You can unload on uh, your brother and your two cousins. Anything you would like to reveal about Adam? I got nothing. Uh, unfortunately, he's smarter than the rest of us, so uh, anything I would have to say, he would come back with some smarter comment that I wouldn't have to. So uh, I got I got nothing on Adam. Um, I'm excited for him that he's graduated college and on to the next level. So, so him going to Yale wasn't some sort of admissions mistake or anything like no, that? No, no, no. Yeah, I think the help, hockey helped him, but he's uh, he's always been smart. He's smart in high school, and uh, he's always been helping me if I ever need help. So uh, he's always been a genius in the family. Okay, he's your brother, so I can see that. But come on, your cousin now. I mean, come on, what about Colin? Let's go. <laughs> I got nothing on these guys. I mean, uh, uh, Colin's always struggled to score on me, but he always shoots from every angle, so... Um, yeah, no, I have I have nothing on these guys. I I got nothing nothing to admit. Uh, they're all great guys. Dylan, there's got to be something. Yeah, you're gonna get the same answer from no, me every on time. Now. Come on, you're the shark. I got I got nothing on Dylan. Uh, he scores on me a little more than Colin, but uh, no, I got I got nothing on him. All right, after after Miami, I, I know you probably have and you should professional aspirations, uh, playing the big league. Uh, where after hockey where do you see yourself giving back you know Larkin uh, hockey school year 26 or you know I mean how how do you think it's all going to shape up for you what what do you really really want to do besides being a hockey player yeah well hopefully after uh, I guess whenever I'm done playing I would I would love to coach Uh, my major in school is actually sports leadership so I take a lot of coaching classes a lot of coaching focus classes so I would love to be a college coach and uh, I guess help the next wave of players just from everything I've learned from uh, goalie drills to how to score on goalies, everything I know. uh, I think it could really help a team uh, and I would love to pursue that side of the game. Have you, uh, in in your courses that you take at Miami, uh, have you, do do coaches teach those courses as well? I mean, used to in the old days, I think coaches had to be like instructors at the university they were at, but the uh, you know, or do you pull Rico aside and say, hey, I want to do what you do. Give me some pointers. Um, it's more so just observing what the coaches do. Uh, some of the classes at Miami are taught by the athletic department, uh, athletic director, and uh, we have, like, volleyball coaches that are coaches. And um, a lot of it's just leadership roles, uh, so people in leadership roles that are uh, teaching these classes. Um, and it's good for us to experience. It's good to get to know, uh, I guess, the different kind of routes and um, the different people that have found their way into leadership positions and the sports they they pursue. So um, for for the actual hockey, it's more just observing on the coaching styles and, I guess, picking my own style that I like. Uh, one final question. I, I kept you a little bit over here. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm real curious this is year three. How have you grown and changed as a player and as an instructor now that this seems to be something that's going to continue and continue and continue? I know you like playing with your family and all that. I know that's a rush, but uh, uh, what else has this done for you? Uh, the camp has been has been awesome. Uh, actually, 
teaching goalies and shooting on goalies uh, helps me see what a shooter sees in, in a game and it helps me uh, observe, uh, I guess, more of the position from a different angle. Um, so it's, it's improved my, I guess, my vision on goalie and uh, it's for sure helped me uh, big time. It's been, it's been awesome getting to know all these people too. So, Brian Larkin, goaltender, Miami University or University of Miami. As long as I don't say Miami and Florida, I think I'm good. Uh, but uh, Lark the Shark, thank you very much for doing it. Yeah, thank you. Well, we think a Lark the Shark, as you can tell, Ryan, looking forward to having a, another good season at Miami of Ohio. We now turn our attention to the elder statesman of the group, and that is Colin Larkin, uh, brother to Dylan and cousin to Adam and Ryan. And we begin with Colin asking him about why it's so important that the Larkin family gives back to their community. Why do you think the Larkin family is so committed to the Lakeland Ice Arena and to giving back to this community? Yeah, I think that's pretty easy. You know, this arena has been home for us since we started playing hockey and we started skating. This was, you know, the rink we all we all uh, learned to skate in and we started playing mini mites and all the way through our youth hockey here. And I think, you know, just... You know, this rink's done a lot for us and, and given us a chance to play and, and this community is special to us. I know me and Dylan are from Waterford and Adam and Ryan are from Clarkson and we're both very proud of where we're from and, and it's it's nice to get to know the kids that are from around here and, and just to give back to the the communities here and in any way we can is is really important to us. You're the oldest out of all, everybody, right? Yes. So I think you'll probably be the most upfront and honest. Okay. So I mean, this, we all love each other. We're all like brothers. I mean, come on, there's got to be a little bit of a rivalry going on here. No, I, I mean, I guess so. There's definitely a rivalry if we're ever, you know, competing against each other in anything like golf or, or you know, pick up hockey or, or whatever we're doing. But I think, you know, we're all really tight. We're all good friends. And I know, uh, you know, each of us, we're all the biggest fans of each other. You know, I think we're all trying to watch as many games as we can and, and give support and, and feedback when we can. And, you know, I think we're all really proud of what we've accomplished so far, and I know that you know there's more for each of us to do. When did it start to dawn on you, not only that maybe you, but your whole family seem to be gifted in this sport? Yeah, I think probably you know two or three years ago, I think as everyone started started college and was doing well in college, that it was going to be a, you know more than likely that we'd all have a chance at pro hockey, and and so far it was three of us have started pro hockey and, and played some games in pro. And I think Ryan's well on his way, and and I think you know that was when I realized that 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 was a possibility. And you know I think as we were coming up at different age groups, we were all having success throughout in different years. And and I think you know it was it was pretty cool that you know all four of us uh, have had so much success in the sport. When uh, you signed a pro contract last year with Edmonton, yes, and it kicks in this season, right? Is right. that so? Uh, I'm kind of curious. Now, your younger brother obviously has been playing for the Red Wings, which it almost seems like forever at this point. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, usually, and I know you've given him guidance over the years, certainly. Uh, does he now tell you, hey, man, this is a little different than college. This is what you're into. Or because you're his brother, you've seen what he's gone through with the Wings. Yeah, no, I, I was uh, given a chance for uh, in the AHL with uh, Bakersfield, uh, Edmonton's minor league team uh, last season. So I did – uh, about six weeks to end the season there after my college year, and, and it was cool to have Dylan 
there to you know kind of bounce some things off of and how to be a good pro and and you know how to you know proper rest and and doing the right things on and off the ice to have success and and it was cool to have him just to, to you know bounce some questions off and and see what he had to say about it you seem kind of like a happy-go-lucky kind of young man i mean yeah. is it difficult sometimes to be as focused and serious as you have to be not that you're like all over the road i don't mean but you know kind of uh you know young men are pulled in so many different directions right i, I mean i know i understand i'm extremely fortunate uh for the opportunities i've had and and you know, coming from Division Three hockey, not everyone gets to sign an NHL contract and gets the opportunity to play in the American League. And to do that right away, I, I understand I was extremely uh, fortunate for that. But I also worked hard for that, and I, I know that that's just the start, and uh, that's the start of my pro career. And I, I want to, ha- I want to have a good, solid pro career that's that lasts as long as I can make it last. And I know that takes a lot of work, and and that's that's in the summers, and that's off the ice as well. And and I know that you know the work is just starting, so. I think, uh, you know, just knowing that and knowing where I came from, you know, it's motivating and, and to try and get to it as far as I can in hockey, which is hopefully the NHL one day. You know, I've talked to a lot of athletes over the years, I mean, more than I can add up. And, you know, it, it sounds cliche-ish, but they say each level you go up. I mean, the talent is almost, we're all kind of the same that way that it truly is the speed of the game that you really have to adapt to. Is that just a cliche, or did you see that when you got to Bakersfield last year, and you know once you get to Edmonton's camp this year that, you know, you know guys are you know, like, like your brother, Connor McDavid, they're going to be flying all over that ice. Right, yeah, I mean, the speed is important. I think maybe the speed is just easier to say. I think, you know, the quickness and, and the timing of the plays happens so much faster, and, and that equates to this, you know, the guys are faster, but just the level of thinking and, and how they're able to make plays at a at such a quick speed is is the main difference and, and that makes the game all all the more faster so yeah the speed definitely there and, and there's certain habits that pro guys have had and and everyone adapt you know at the, at the pro level everyone's adapting so quickly and trying to change their game to have success and and I think that just keeps pushing the level at, in the NHL and in the AHL to such a high level what does it mean to be a good pro? I don't mean to be a smart aleck here. I mean, yeah. what, 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 what traits does a good pro have? No, I, and I'm, I'm still learning that, but I think it's just, you know, taking care of your body, taking care of the stuff off the ice, getting stronger, and then, you know, having, having tricks out there, uh, you know, with your stick or on face-offs or, or, you know, certain moves that, you know, you can uh, buy yourself some time and space, and then, and then obviously being able to, you know, skate and, and shoot the puck and, and put it in. And, you know, there's, there's, there's quite a few different tricks. But, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, the, the little ones that people are able to do and, and their, their crafts that they're able to do consistently are, are what separates them from, from a regular player. You know, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Of, I'm like Mr. Optimism here. Yeah. So you get to Bakersfield, you're tearing it up. You're tearing it up. You know, Edmonton. You know, d- does what Edmonton usually does. God only knows what's going on up there. So they say, you know what, we need a Larkin in our lineup too. Somehow through the hockey gods, they have, uh, uh, you know, you're at Little Little Caesars Arena or, you know, Edmonton's Arena, and you're lining up against your brother in professional uniforms. Can you describe, have you thought about it? What will that moment be like for you? Because it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, that, I appreciate that. But, uh, you know, I haven't really thought about it too much. Uh, you know, I'm just taking it day by day, but I think, you know, that would be pretty special. That would, that would be maybe beyond a dream come true. And, and 
if it ever does happen, uh, that would that would mean a lot to me. And, and uh, you know, I think it'd be really it'd be a special moment for for myself and the family. But then, uh, I guess we'll I guess we'll worry about that more when the time comes. <laughs> I understand that. I yeah. understand that. As I told you, I'm very optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, who trash talks? You trash talk Dylan, or Dylan trash talks Colin? Um, that's a good question. I I think uh, I think there's a little banter going each way. Uh, we're pretty we're pretty good about it. Uh, but I'd say he's probably doing a little bit more of it. I heard his mic'd up session, and he never shut up on, on the bench or on the ice. So. Uh, I'm not, I guess I'm less vocal uh, on the bench and on the ice than he is. Um, I, you know, I, I want to uh, know what – this is the third year for this school. How has it changed you, maybe as a player and as a person? I mean, obviously you get to see these kids. Some of them, this is their third year, and you know, you've had a real impact on them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously I've grown as a player, and, and I was in college, and, and I have a, you know, transitioned into a pro, which, which is – which has changed, and you know, I think the kids kind of are we're excited about that too, especially the ones that have been around for a few years. And but you know, I think this camp definitely gives you light on, on you know how to be a positive influence in your community, and and how to act. You know, it gives you examples on how to act and and be a a, a good role model to young people. And you know, I think that's changed for all of us, and we, we've kind of started to realize that. And it's not just here at Lakeland; it's you know, it's throughout the community, and anytime we're out and about in in this area, we uh, we need to act, uh, you know, professional and and be good role models. Have it, do you get similar questions? Do you get different ones, or do they keep, for, regardless of you know, year one, year two, year three, they keep asking you guys the same things? No, I think that you know, uh, we open the questions up for kids, and you know, you obviously get those those the same similar questions, but. Uh, no, I think they change for us, and, and, you know, the kids are excited about different things at the time, so, you know, the questions change uh, a little bit from year to year. But it is it is pretty cool to see some of the kids come back for a second or a third year, and you get to see them grow as hockey players and, and as, as people, and it's, uh, you know, that's pretty exciting for us just to see them and get to know them, you know, not just on a one-camp basis, but over three years. Has there been a real oddball question besides the ones I'm asking you now that, that you've had during this camp? No, Fortnite's the big thing right now oh, for yeah. all the kids, oh, so they're gosh. they're asking questions about that, and it's it's honestly pretty fun to see all the uh, Fortnite dances the kids can do. So, yeah, we keep it fun, and, and uh, I don't know, those questions are a little harder for me to answer, but... Uh, but that's the that's the, the buzzer on this year's camp. All right, and these are the final questions. I, I'm gonna, you know, this is uh, you know, Red and White Authority. We're transparent, you know, okay. and so I'm giving you an opportunity here. I gave it to Ryan. I'm gonna give it to all four of you okay. guys to dish some dirt on the other three. <laughs> so let's start. Okay. What can you tell us about Adam? Uh, well, Adam is. Uh, well, this is these are hard. I mean, I could tell you a lot about Adam. Uh, but no, Ad, Adam. Real juicy stuff. Ad, Adam's uh, he's he's laser focused, and and you know he puts his mind to something, and he he'll really work hard towards that. And uh, you know he's fun. He's fun to be around, and if you know you get him you get him away from the rink, he, he's he's a lot of fun. But you know I don't really have much dirt on him. I think the only dirt I would have on Adam would be. Uh, if he when he loses to something like video games or uh, golf, he's he's probably the uh, most frustrated.
uh, after. So I guess his temper uh, when he loses is is the only dirt I have on him. All right. How about how about Lark the Shark, the goaltender Ryan? <laughs> he is nuts, right? No, Ryan is not nuts. He's actually the, the dirt I have on him would be he's the uh, he's the calmest goalie I ever met. Ryan always thinks uh, Ryan knows he always plays well. So. He's uh, he's uh, he's also the opposite of Adam, where he's he's not hard on himself at all. So, I mean, good for good for Ryan on that. All right, this is a guy that you've known his entire life. Uh, your brother Dylan. Yeah, um, I don't I don't have any any dirt on him, <laughs> so I don't want to hear about it at home. No, Dil- Dylan's another guy like laser focused and and ultra competitive, and uh, you know I. The, you know, the, there's not much dirt on him. He, he works really hard, and, and I'm really proud of, you know, his accomplishments with the Red Wings and at such a young age. And, and you know, he's got a bright future and ahead of him and, uh, you know, here in Detroit. Before I let you go, Ryan and Adam, you and Dylan look a lot alike. But yeah. I, I miss, do you mistake which one is which? I mean, they're, they're like, really look a lot alike. <laughs> Really, I uh, no, I don't think so. I well, I've known him my whole life, so it's not. It's it's yeah, it's pretty easy. But yeah, we do. All four of us get uh, told quite a bit that we all look alike, or you know that I look like Dylan and Adam and Ryan look alike. But no, I'm not. I'm not mistaking them. I think they both have some beards going on and the long, blonde hair, so it could be a little easier to mistake them if yeah. you're not around them much. Colin Larkin, thanks for doing this. I know you want to get out of here. It's a, it's towards the end of the camp. Continued success, and I look forward to seeing you in an Oilers uniform very, very soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. We thank Colin Larkin, and we wish him the best uh, in his pursuit of his NHL dream. Hopefully he'll be uh, lining up against uh, uh, his entire family uh, very, very soon in the NHL. Uh, Up next is Colin's brother, Dylan Larkin, of course, of the Red Wings. We begin with Dylan about his, uh, well, the best way to say it is he wanted to talk about D-Boss. All right, Dylan, uh, we've talked about this a little bit, but, I mean, this camp here, uh, this hockey school, uh, these kids, being with your family, uh, you know, you're a little kid growing up in Waterford, and I'm not going to bring up the D-Boss stuff or anything like that, but but did you ever think that this would ever happen? Uh, No, and I'll go back to the D-Boss days, and uh, a funny story to go along with that is, uh, with the World Championships, I got my first uh, first chance to meet Patrick Kane, and and in the video, uh, of course, our first team dinner. Uh, I forget who it was, but but it, every year now, my past two years since the video came out, uh, the the video goes around at a dinner, and we have a lot of team dinners over there, and uh, you know having fun and and getting to know the guys, and it it seems to always at least once make it, make its way around the table, and and this year when it when it got to Patrick Kane and I, I referenced him in the Olympics and uh, you know what it was uh, it was pretty embarrassing but but it was something that he laughed at and I laughed at and 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 pulling that full circle is when when I was making those videos and and acting as D boss uh, you know I I dreamt of it and I wanted to be be uh, an NHL player and. And uh, you know, and I didn't. I didn't think that I would have a hockey school, especially where I have two of my cousins, uh, one of my brother and and one brother and one cousin that are now uh, professionals as long as as well as I am, and and uh, we're all playing at the three different levels of pro. So it's uh, 
you know, it's something that, that's pretty crazy. But uh, I think if you would ask my dad, he would ha he would think that that he had the master plan and he knew all this was going to happen. And and uh, it's pretty cool. When uh, you have now embraced the D boss persona, <laughs> was it difficult though when it first came out because it was yeah, it everywhere. Was. Yeah, it was. Um, it's pretty embarrassing, but um, you know it. I remember the first day it came out, all the guys would give me a hard time in the locker room, and and uh, you know it, uh, I wasn't really responding well to it. And and uh, Henrik Zetterberg came up to me and and said, you know what, if you don't talk to me, finally I, I talked back and I you know was was responding to him, and uh, and I said he said if you don't if you don't own this, it's going to get even worse. So you might as well own it. And and you know it, it took me a little bit, but I did. And and uh, you know, it's, so now it's now we're selling T-shirts and and some of the kids out here even call me D-Boss. So. I was going to ask you yeah, that, do yeah. they? Yeah. Oh yeah. And of course, you live in infamy in a bobblehead now too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, bobblehead night. It, it seemed it was seemed like a popular hit. Did 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 the Redwings come to you first, or did they say, "Hey, yeah, we have this great yeah. idea"? You had to approve them, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Todd Beam came to me first, and and uh, I don't know, it was someone else's idea who runs that marketing stuff, but uh, I approved of it right away. So pretty pretty big honor. I, I think uh, I won't have a bobblehead night for, for another five or ten years, but I had two in a row, so I think I'm done for a while. Yeah, well, or at least you hope so. Right? Yeah, no. Now, you're not, you're no, they're this, cool. They're you're cool. growing this, the, the facial hair now. I'm yeah, I know. Have one this year. No, I know, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shave it, though. I need to shave soon. Uh, this camp, th year three, uh, you know, being with your family, how 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 does this change you? What does what 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 do you besides being with your family and, and helping? What, what do you get out of it, really? I mean, um, you know what? I love seeing the kids. Uh, the last day at the end, we have a, an autograph signing, and they come through with their parents, and and just to see how grateful they are, and uh, grateful the kids are, and and uh, it's very rewarding, you know, uh, especially with the young young kids. Uh, the six, seven, eight years old, you can you can see the improvement from day one to day four. It's uh, it, it's very special to to for me to see that and see the kids trying as hard as they can. They they fall down, they come up, they're smiling, they're having fun, making new friends, and and uh, you know rarely do we get negative feedback uh, uh, about this camp and and uh, and just just to see how how uh, grateful the kids are is why I think uh, I love coming back and having this. Have the questions changed over the years, or you know, I think I was talking to Colin and said that they're all, they all want to know about Fortnite. Uh, but I mean, no, <laughs> now they do. Yeah, they don't ask me about that. But uh, well, if they do, I, I don't play. So um, well, you're you know like the it, only Red Wing who doesn't, right? Yeah, the younger Red Wing, I should say. Maybe I'm one of the only younger Red Wings that don't play. But uh, you know what? Uh, you know the, the questions are pretty funny, uh, especially from the young kids. But the older kids, uh, a lot of them have. Uh, uh, meaningful questions and and uh, a cool thing we didn't we didn't do it this year we didn't uh, squeeze it in because we thought we had a lot of returning kids uh, was the question and answer where it was all all four of us myself Colin Ryan and Adam uh, we would we would line up uh, chairs and in the off ice rink and we would we would have the kids sit there and and they would uh, their homework after night two was to to come back with a question so. Uh, we would we would go through the questions and it was it was pretty cool to, to have some of the questions and and a lot of them was like what's it like to play in the NHL and what was it like to score your first goal and and uh, those are cool things that you know when I was this age I didn't get the chance to hear from an NHL player and and uh, it would have been cool to hear.
what, what advice do you try to let them know? I mean, they're so young and they're so starstruck when they see they see you and, and, and your brother and your two cousins out on the ice. Is do you, Can you offer kids, I guess, because you know sometimes they're listening, sometimes they're not, some solid advice just not only to how to conduct themselves as a hockey player but as a person? You know what? I think a lot of them have questions. How do I play in the NHL? And it's such a hard question. You know, you got to get... All the stars have to align, you know, you have to get lucky, you have to put the work in, you know, you have to, to move your way up the ranks. So, um, you know what I try to say when, when uh, I say you're only going to take yourself as far as you want, uh, you want to, and, and that's the work you put in when no one's watching, when you're away from the rank, um, how you listen to your coaches, how you take that feedback, uh, how you progress as you get older, um, you know what, uh, I just try and say to be patient and, and work as hard as possible, be a sponge, and it can only come from you. Your parents can only make you go out and shoot pucks, and, and you won't want to do it. You're, you're going to go through the motions. If, if you're out there every day and putting in extra work when no one's watching, that's going to take you really far, and, and not a lot of kids do that. So I uh, try and uh, emphasize working away from the rink and, and uh, putting in extra work. All right, Dylan, this is the final question, but it's a, like a three-part question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be here much longer, I promise. Uh, I asked this of Colin. I'm going to ask Adam, and, and I asked Ryan. Red and White of 40, we've always been transparent. Uh, it's, that's why it's the most popular podcast, maybe in the history of podcasting. I don't know. That, that's what they tell me. No, a, anyway, my, my point being is, is that this is your chance to dish a little dirt uh -huh. on, on your two cousins and your brother. And let's begin with Ryan, who is a goaltender. So, as, as I've been saying, he's crazy, right? Uh, no, he's not. No, he's not. He's one of the most uh, even-keeled, down-to-earth goalies I've met. So, um, you know what I Yeah, he's, he's pretty normal. Do you ever think that if you were the youngest in the family that you would be the goalie? Um yeah, I probably would because you know we stuck him in net when when us three wanted to shoot and and uh, yeah, so maybe probably. All right, your cousin Adam. I mean Yale. I mean that's that's fairly impressive, but there had to be a mistake, right? He with the admissions office. No, no. <laughs> um, I'll give I'll give him some credit. He even from this camp, he he's the most organized out of us four. So um, you know he's. He's a, a hard-working kid and always has been, and, and he's definitely the most organized. Okay. Older brother, sibling rivalry, picks on you when you're yeah. a little boy, probably tells you to do stuff to get you in trouble with your parents that you think <laughs> you're doing something right. And, yeah. All right. What was it like? What, what's Colin really like? No, um, you know what? Uh, there's no sibling rivalry. We're, we're best of buddies. Uh, probably my best friend, but... but uh, I don't know, he's, he's a little too laid back to be a coach, I think. But he does fine, he does fine. Really? So, yeah. he, so you know, he, <laughs> he's, a little, he's just yeah. too laid back. Yeah, yeah, he's too, he's just, you know, he, he has fun with the kids, and I think he might be one of their favorite coaches, but, but uh, yeah, he's a little laid back for me. All right, Dylan, well, you're definitely not laid back. I mean, you're, 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 you're kind of controlled, but you're yeah. definitely not a laid back dude. All right. Hey, thanks for doing it. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I've been here for two days since I got yeah. lost yesterday. And, yeah. uh, you know, do we think there's going to be, final, fi promise, final question, a Larkin Hockey School Lake Road? Lake Road. Uh, 
I don't know. It would fit into Waterford, but but I think all the lakes are already covered. So really, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. How many lake roads are there out there? There's got to be thousands of them. Well, there's a lake every mile, every every square mile. So that's uh, you can go anywhere for a mile without seeing a lake in Waterford. At the end of this month, Dylan turns 22 years old. I have clothing older than Dylan Larkin. Wow. Anyway, we now turn to uh, Adam Larkin. Dylan and Colin's cousin, Ryan's brother. Uh, Adam just completed his uh, degree, graduated from Yale University. Yes, he's the smart one. And so let's begin with, uh, with Adam Larkin, who is pursuing uh, his uh, uh, NHL dream uh, right now with the uh, uh, Reading Royals of the ECHL. Uh, we begin with Adam, just uh, a general conversation about is he always mistaken for his brother, Ryan? Well, Adam, first of all, I want to publicly apologize to you because you came up to me and said, hey, I, 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 I'm ready. You, do you need me now to, to, to interview you for the Red and White Authority here? And I, uh, I said, I just talked to you. I already talked to you. And you said, no, you talked to my brother. It is amazing. I can, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry I mistook you for Ryan, but it must happen all the time. Yeah, it's not a problem. Yeah, we definitely, even since we were little, uh, Young kids, we're, we've been mistaken as twins, and a lot of times if we're at the grocery store, people ask us if, if we are twins, and, uh, you know, it's fine, so I don't, I don't mind it. I consider Ryan to be a decent-looking man, so uh, I guess that's a compliment to myself as well. How can we tell you apart? Is there, is there a birthmark, or you, um, you have different colored eyes? Ryan, Ryan typically does grow a, a bit of a thicker beard than I do, so uh, maybe that at times, but, yeah, I don't know. Otherwise, uh, he's a little bit taller than me. And I guess if you ever see us on the ice together, he's the, he's the goalie and I'm the player. I know you have professional aspirations. Everybody, you know, you get to your level and you're playing for Yale and all that. Uh, you know, you figure, hey, man, I, hey, I got a shot at the league. Why not? You, right. know? you know, so I, I understand that. Yet, you went to Yale. Why waste your time with hockey? I mean, shouldn't you be some sort of venture capitalist or something where you're, you know, because you're going to be pulling down some big bucks re re relatively soon. Yeah, well, I guess the one thing that I always said when I was at school is that I think a Yale degree gives you the opportunity to uh, kind of pursue your dreams for a little while. And so if your dream is to be a venture capitalist, that's great. The world needs them, right? But for me, to me, like my opinion is that I have, I have time now. I've bought myself time because I feel that in the end I will be able to find a job. And, uh, well, you know, like you say, I think that Yale degree will go a long way. And so at least that's why I'm hopeful. For, so for now, I, I'm thinking, you know, why begin working for the rest of my life right now? Like, why not enjoy, enjoy my life, pursue my lifelong dream of, of playing professional hockey? And I used to think it uh, was ridiculous to, to get paid to, to play hockey. And so now to, to have that opportunity... I, I couldn't justify giving up my life's biggest dream in order just to pursue a, a large paycheck or something like that. What does uh, what did you major in? I majored in economics. In economics. Yep. Okay, so it's a bunch of theory. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, what? Yeah, basically what it it seemed. Uh, what I learned is that no one really knows what the heck's going on in the economy, but uh, there's a lot of different models that try to predict what's going to go on, and so. Um, but really, uh, at Yale, because it's a liberal arts school, they don't have a business major. There's no marketing or accounting or anything like that. And so, um, you know, I wasn't totally set on what I wanted to do in school. And so I had a meeting with a few different advisors, and, and this was kind of the, the major that I felt would leave the most doors open for me. I mean, obviously still I'm 
I, I'm undecided about the career path I'm going to go down. And, you know, I think I'd like to play hockey as long as I could. But, um, you know, if something were to come up in the next couple of years, who knows? But uh, so anyway, it was more a decision about leaving the most doors open and, and maybe then getting into the business world after uh, my time playing hockey. You know, Ivy League schools, and there's a couple of things I want kind of, I'm a little bit mixed up. Number one, this is the Division One sports program for most right. Ivy League schools, right? I mean, you can compete with Michigan and, you know, the the, the big boys supposedly right. of ath- right. athletics. Although, I guess Michigan people, alums like myself, would say, hey, we can compete with Yale academically right. too, but, yeah. you know, I, I don't want to go down there because yeah. you'll put me to shame, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but with that said um, – do you get athletic scholarships? How does that work out? Because I've been told that it's not scholarships per se, but they're grants or is there, you know, is because, you know, Dylan got a scholarship to Michigan. We know that, right. you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. what, what was it like for you? So Yale treats sports differently. I think all Ivy League, uh, yes, all Ivy League schools do. Um, it's not scholarship so you cannot get athletic scholarship you can get academic scholarship and so those are for kids as you can imagine they're very very incredibly uh you know competition for those smart, yeah 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 for sure and so um what what yale does have and all the ivy league schools have is financial aid and with the tuition rate there thank god for that and um you know so i guess in the end they do call that a scholarship but it really it's a it's a need-based financial aid and um, so it's what it's based on what your family makes in a year and what what you contribute to your family's income in a year and and by that they make a determination and a lot of times it's a donor that will come in and, and help support uh, a person through Yale. You know, so you know, and I'm not trying to get that personal. I'm just trying to figure out how the system works. So what happens is it's kind of a revolving tradi- uh, tuition in a certain way. They figure okay. You know, his family makes this, boom, 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 you know, boom, boom, boom. Okay, your tuition should be right around here. Right. And 10 out of 10 times, some big Yaley guy comes in and just pays it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so it can be it could be an individual. It could also be a company. Like for So when you're applying for it, they ask all sorts of different questions, like if you're related to certain alumni or if you have family ties to certain businesses. For me, um, General Motors, because my grandfather worked at General Motors, they, they were the ones that helped me along. So... Um, you know, it was kind of just the whole corporation as a whole was, I was told was my donor. And then I would have to write a thank you letter every year to, to them to, you know, and not have to, I wanted to, to, to show them my appreciation for helping me get through Yale and, and go there. Cause it really was a, a dream come true. So now you're sitting there and you're deciding where you want to play college. Is it like Yale, Harvard, Dartmouth, I, I mean, uh, is it yeah. Brown or whatever? Yeah. I mean, you know, Penn, Pennsylvania University yeah. or? Well, Penn, Penn and uh, Columbia are the two Ivy League schools that don't have hockey. But uh, for me, when I was – so I had played juniors in Muskegon for a year. And just because I had the grades for it, as soon as I was able to make a USHL team, uh, sort of Ivy League schools kind of came knocking. And so it was Brown, Yale, and Dartmouth all recruited me. I was also recruited by Ohio State. And um, – you know, I got a chance. I, I wanted to see all four colleges before I, I made any sort of decision, and so I did. I went around and did four official visits at all four, and, and Yale was the one that uh, I felt that, um, you know, I, I would excel most at or, or that I wanted to spend the next four years of my life. And they, at the time, were just coming off winning the national championship in 2013. So, um, you know, really, to me, that was my ultimate goal in going to college and playing college hockey is I wanted to be part of a team that would win a national championship. And that was important to me and um, didn't end up happening over my four years, but 
uh, it still was cool to be there for a couple of years of, of you know NCAA tournament runs and and uh, a great experience overall at that school. So you're a proud bulldog. I am. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it for sure is a uh, interesting experience, especially for a Midwestern kid like myself. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I think now I'll be moving back out east uh, at the end of. Um, you know, at the end of the summer here to keep playing. And so I'll probably make my trips back to New Haven and see, uh, you know, see some buddies and, and for sure visit campus and, and really get to enjoy campus without all the stresses of, of schoolwork and, and everything like that. So you're playing for the Reading Royals, mm -hmm. uh, ECHL, which is uh, uh, a very good league in its own right. They have, a, you know, there's only 10 forwards on each squad. Right. And so you're going to be playing everything. I mean, mm -hmm. you're going to be thrown in every situation. I think it's a great way to really learn the pro game and hone in on what you need to hone in on. Uh, what are your expectations when you become uh, uh, one of the Royals? Well, I got nine games of experience uh, at the end of the season, at the end of my college season. I played seven in Adirondack with the Thunder and then two with the Reading Royals. And like you said, uh, ten forwards. So for me as a defenseman, when I was, when I was there, it was – it was shocking to me, like, it changes the game so much that there's only 10 forwards because, you know, they kind of run out of gas. Right, more, right exactly. More than... So you're – because they still have six defensemen, right? Right, yeah, right, exactly. Right. So it definitely changes the game. And so for me, I, I was really focused all year I was before. And then, you know, it, it helped me once I got to the East Coast League, uh, just my skating ability and uh, my, like, longevity. Like, the, the more that I can skate, the longer I can skate, I think the more success I'll have in that league. And – it was great to get my feet wet in the spring, but I'm really excited to get back in the fall and, and really hit the ground running. It, you know, they call it a developmental league, which is what it is, as is the American Hockey League. And so uh, hopefully immediately I get in with the coaches and, and, you know, we can start developing and then see if my hockey career can progress from there. When, when, you, when you look at it, you know, I know your aspirations are the NHL. you think the next step is then, would it, would it be AHL then maybe? Or? For sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, whether it be an uh, American League training camp, whatever I have to do to get myself in, in front of, uh, you know, somebody's eyes that, that might have an interest in, in giving me a shot, and, uh, you know, and then I can move up the levels, uh, hopefully. So from American League and into the NHL, I don't know how many guys make the jump right from the East Coast League right to the NHL. So it is a step-by-step -step process, and I expect, you know, that I'm going to have to work harder than maybe some of the other guys that are my age and, uh, you know, to get to where I want to be. And then also I'm going to have to uh, – it might take a little bit more time, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm fascinated by by this topic and and, and your work ethic and, and your commitment to, to to be the best that you can very very well be. But I want to ask you a little bit because well, I only have you for a limited time, and it's the end of your day, and I'm sure you want to get out of here. <laughs> but uh, um, this camp, it's year number three. Um, what impact has it had on you? Because you've had a tremendous impact on these kids. Uh, you know what? Like, it's just so great that all these kids uh, come together and. And for me, it's given me a chance to reflect on my own journey um, and kind of try to pass that along to the kids here. And at the same time, it's, it's allowed me to reflect on my, my cousin's journey, uh, both of them, and then my brother's journey. And, and it's just so interesting, and it keeps me hopeful that, you know, just because I didn't do the same thing that Dylan did, which was one year in college and then off to the NHL, or even what Colin did now with four years of college, D3, and signs an NHL contract, like, you know, I think I, I remain hopeful because it just seems like there are so many different paths, and, and you see it even at a young age. Kids come from all different backgrounds, and, you know, you can have good players at a young age, and, and I think it continues on into, into your uh, older age, and I think, you know, it keeps me hopeful, and 
uh, for sure I've enjoyed giving back to uh, the kids at the camp. You know, I'm, I'm going to go like 10 years down the road here. I'm very optimistic. Uh, you might appreciate this. Candide is my favorite book by Voltaire of all time, mm -hmm. which is optimism. And so I'm going to paint a little scenario for you. Okay. Okay, you're in the NHL, whatever team you want to be on, but it can't be on a team that your brother or your two cousins are on. Okay. Okay, you're all four on separate teams, but you're all in the NHL. Sure. What would be the most satisfying, scoring a goal on your brother or delivering a boom-crunching check to Dylan or Colin? <laughs> I think uh, uh, they're, they're, they're going to love this answer when they hear it. I think a bone-crunching hit on Colin would probably be my uh, number one thing. We, uh, no, we're great buddies, and, and we, we get along really well, but sometimes he knows how to push my buttons, and I can imagine if we're playing games, you know, He's competitive, as am I, and I think he would try to get under my skin, which sometimes uh, might be a little bit easier than you'd think, and, and so that'd be, it'd be nice to deliver one to him if he were to get under my skin. And then, uh, you know, on the other hand, I think uh, I'd probably say that because it'd be a little bit harder to catch Dylan, and, and I always feel bad when my brother gets scored on. I don't like seeing my brother get scored on, so I think if, uh, if I were to do that, it might be a bit of a muted celebration and just head down back to the bench. Uh, unless... It's the seventh game of the Stanley That's Cup true. final in That's overtime, true. and you score. Yeah. Well, there's always, uh, I guess, there's always exceptions. So that would be one of them. Yeah, if if I can st play in the uh, Stanley Cup finals one day, I don't care who's standing that net down there. Uh, I, you know, I'd love to put one in. Um, finally, the, the camp giving back to the community. How important is it to you? Uh, it's really important. I mean, and, and really, it's a a testament to to Dylan and. You know, obviously it's a unique story with him having grown up here, playing here, and um, going to Michigan, never leaving the state of Michigan. And, and it's, it really shows, like, the kind of impact that he can have on, on so many kids. And, and I think, like I said, uh, it, should, it should serve to, to give kids hope that, you know, all four of us Larkins went different routes. And, um, you know, so they, as long as they want to keep playing and putting in the work and, you know, we try to instill in these kids like being to you know the the importance of being very coachable, and especially in this camp, we're trying to do drills and we're trying to implement different skill things. And and I think the more that they can, you know, harness those and and use them on their own time, you know, then it, it can give them hope to uh, continue on with their hockey careers uh, much in the way that we did. Okay, Adam, this is the Red White Authority is, is transparent. We, uh, we're very honest with our audience. Okay. And I'm going to be completely honest <laughs> with you here. I'm giving you an opportunity to, to do something. Okay. And I have to admit, I gave your two cousins and your brother the same opportunity. You're being interviewed last for the Red yep. and White Authority, although yep. this will be in chronological order. So okay. Colin will be first, you'll be second, then Got Dylan, it. and then, of course, Ryan. Yep. Uh, but I want to know... If you want to dish up any dirt or secrets, or if you want to get even with these guys, and so let's begin. Although you've kind of talked a little bit about him, uh, uh, what's Colin really like? Uh, Colin is a—he's uh, a great guy. He loves—he uh, loves to be around the guys. Like especially, he'd be a great teammate because he just loves being uh, with his teammates. But he is uh, a guy that is a ton of fun to be around. Um, but definitely a, a guy that, you know, I would say I, I'm definitely the most, uh, you know, strict and, and organized, and I get very stressed out about this camp, among other things, and, and he is the total opposite. So he is laid back. 
there are times when he'll show up to the camp. He'll show up uh, a few minutes later than I had asked him to be there, and then, um, you know, he'll come up with his own game plan after I put in the work to, to try to get everything set and organized. So that's the only dirt I have on him. Really, you know, Dylan said that you were the most organized by far and that Collins the most laid back. So it's kind of frightening that you yeah. guys are – you're you're all kind of similar and different. I mean, but yeah. that's that's what family is, I guess. Yeah. How about Dylan? There's got to be something on Dylan. Oh, let me think about Dylan. Uh, I mean, Dylan. I'm I'm very grateful for uh, you know to Dylan for all that he's done for me with this camp and and uh, encouraged me to continue on with hockey. So there's obviously a ton of great things to be said about Dylan. But I will say uh, sometimes Dylan is a he gets in moods where he doesn't really like to be talked to, and I'm kind of, you know, and he kind of wants to be left alone. And I consider myself and Colin to be pretty social people, and I'm always looking to have a conversation. And sometimes you got to pick your spots with Dylan, and he might, because uh, he might, you know, just want to have a day to himself. Well, take it to one who covers the Red Wing room on a daily basis. I know when he's not wanting to talk. Right, okay. right, it's, right. it's pretty, it's pretty apparent. I mean, you know, but hey, you know, we're we're all different. And then finally, your brother. Yeah goalie yeah crazy they're unique but i will say uh ryan ryan's a great guy to be around uh ton of fun hilarious um the only dirt i have on him is he uh he might not pull his full uh his full uh you know share of the load of chores that we have to do at home so i ended up picking up the slack there so uh that's the only the only thing i have for him but otherwise he's he's a great guy and uh, I think similar to me in a lot of ways, and we think a lot alike. And and but he's just uh, a little bit taller than me, like I said before, and a little bit more funny, I'd say. All right. Well, Adam, I really appreciate it. I mean, I, I, I talked about Yale for a long time, so this. But but I appreciate your time. It's the end of the day, and, and you're the last one to go. Uh, real success in, in in reading, and I can't wait to see you in the NHL. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. There you have it, the Larkin clan, Colin, Adam, Dylan, and Ryan. Uh, as you can tell, they're, they're excellent young men, had a lot of fun with them. They were really good sports, and uh, that will conclude uh, this edition of the Red and White Authority. I, I Once again, I do want to thank uh, uh, the Larkins, Colin, Adam, Dylan, and Ryan for their time. I had a lot of fun out at the Lakeland Ice Arena. We'll see you next time on the Red and White Authority. I'm Art Regner. Have a safe and pleasant one, everyone.